Hey guys, this is Patricia. And I am Latanya. And we are Black, Black Mom <laughs> Diaries. See, now we act like we got some type of. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, you know what? I just want to say, you know, I don't, there's nothing off for me. I talk about everything. Mm -hmm. Patricia didn't want to start doing videos until I lost my side tooth. Yes, what? it's just gone. Look, it's gone. I'm Girl, I can't. It, it does yeah. not bother me that it's gone. I'm just saying. I know she'd be like, "What did you say that nobody?" But I see it right. And the little kids that I teach dance class, I thought I was gonna get away with it, but because they sit so low and I'm standing so high, they'd be like, "What happened to your tooth?" <laughs> I say, "I I don't know, baby, but uh, it'll be back." You know. <laughs> You know, they seriously, I, and, and and then then I come here. Patricia's like, we're gonna start doing video. Oh Lord, Lord, Lord! You know, but guess what, y'all? I can eat what? better. Yeah, you didn't need that tooth. That's what I, I was thinking. You didn't need that tooth. My mom doesn't have any of her teeth, and she eats just fine. Wait a minute, I'm sure she's trying to get rid of all of them. Now you just went to the extreme <laughs> little bit. You just took all of them out. You know, I'm only in, you know, I'm I'm a young forty, so don't don't do it like that. You know, but anyway, I just had to get that out because I see it, but I I do love it. I think a side gap is where it is. There you go. I know lots of people with front <laughs> gaps, but I now I know somebody with a side gap. So. It's not, it's not going to be there for long. But anyway, how are you today? Here I go talking about. I'm good. Me. I'm good. It's always good to be back in the virtual Black Mom Diaries house with my girl. Well, I know that's so, right. I saw yeah. her in the store last week, y'all. We know. Oh how to my act. goodness, we had a reunion. Girl, we didn't know how to act. <laughs> it was about since I moved from my house, right? I hadn't seen mm -hmm. him. It's been so, a while. I mean, you came by a couple times, but it was like a short visit, like outside yeah. in the car kind of thing. So yeah, yeah to right. to reunite in the store was like, hey, girl, listen, we was hugging folks. <laughs> uh, I mean, her uh, husband was there, her baby, and I, I was just, it was just really good to see you. Uh, uh, we could have, I wanted to just like talk, talk, and talk, but you know, I know, yeah, it, yeah. It, we came. We had that. ice cream and your your son, <laughs> your son melting. tried some. Yeah, my son was like, You need to go because the ice cream. And then I'm like, Y'all just go put it back in the freezer. Come on, y'all. Y'all know y'all done it. I think, it. I think my floor. daughter, yeah, yes. Like yesterday, I took my daughter to the store on another note. She was like super hungry. She had a really long hair appointment, and I had a mom fail. I didn't send her with snacks. Cause I thought it, I didn't think it was gonna be that long, but um, I went to go pick her up, and she was like, "My tummy's burning. I'm hungry." So we stopped by the store, and I just knew she was gonna open her food up before we got to the counter. <laughs> uh -oh. And I was, you know what? I was gonna be like, "Go ahead." Is I know. I mean, so like people don't want their children to eat after snacks before they pay for them. Some people feel like that's ghetto or whatever. I've been in the store with people that have done that. And I know from my upbringing, my people were like, uh-uh, we don't do that. Well, that's different. Um, they, you yeah. know, <laughs> we're not going to go there about our people and food in the store, girl. You wouldn't get water. You'd be ugh, nothing. I, yeah. But the only thing that bothers me about it, I don't care about chips or anything. The uh -huh. only thing is, is when you eat a whole banana 
and you don't walk around, you know it's weighted or something that's weighted. Yeah. You got to go up to the thing. You done ate 12 of them and now you about to... Mm -hmm. That's But again, to each his own. You know, but I'm not not about to eat this whole five bananas and then we go up there. (laughs) Yeah. And you only have to pay for four because you ate one. Do you tell them? Do you ask them? Is there a way uh, for them to add on a little bit more weight? You can't do that. Yeah. Like that right there, you have crossed the line. Go get the bag of chips with the where they can, yeah, yeah, you and know, she so. didn't, she didn't open it, and I know that it was looked down on in my family to do that because I was like, oh, I really don't want her to do this, but I was gonna, I was like, she's really hungry, so I'm gonna make an exception this time. Like I know I felt some kind of way inside. And you, and you're <laughs> so, the one that has to deal with it, or you gonna walk around the store? Yeah, people gonna look at me like somebody look at do that. I got the receipt. Yes, exactly. I've been in a store with some, like I was in a store when I was in college and one of my college buddies um, got, she wanted some Cadbury eggs and she, and we walked around the store and she ate pretty much, I think she ate all but one. And I was like, wow, this is so weird. Because like I said, like it was not acceptable in my family to do that. And I'm sure I know why. Uh, <laughs> and I this didn't... person did not have to deal with that because they were from an extremely wealthy family they and they still would have been in jail. Let me not, let me not go. Had less melanin than me. So <laughs> it wasn't a big deal for them. Like they didn't think about that, but I was like, Oh wow. They just did that. Okay. It's not me. <laughs> so yeah. I am not yeah. responsible. The, anyway, battle, the battles we go through in our head, right? Just like, right? you know, your baby's hungry. You're the one that's got to deal with it, you know, Mm -hmm. either go pay for it before or just deal with it, you know, Mm -hmm. make a choice, make a decision, whatever decision it needs to help. It needs to be for the good, you know, for the greater good of the community that you're around. (laughs) And I made a decision. I was like, if she opens it up or if she asks me to open it up, I'm going to be okay with it. And I'm going to endure any weird looks that I get. And I'm going to pay for it. Like, I'm going to pay for it. That's like the most important thing. I will pay for it. And we're going to be all good. But she didn't ask to open it. She was able to wait till we got in the car. So I love when you get to that mindset is I don't care what y'all think. Get out of here. You could look at me sideways, upside down. However, I had people follow me through the store uh, because I was dancing in the aisles. I don't care. I'm enjoying my life. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Go on, you know, find some peace or find that joy for yourself. You know what I'm right? saying? You know, but speaking of finding the joy. Finding the joy. And well, let me tell you, I feel like this is kind of sort of relevant and I want to share this story. Okay. <laughs> and if it's not, then y'all can just throw it uh, out with it's, the bathwater. You can show. <laughs> so I was, yeah. So, you know, like we are all, most of us are in involved in social media. And I was listening to this story and it had to do with this woman, that, a black woman that was in the hospital and she was in labor about to give birth to her child. So, you know, you it depends on your situation, but some people were chilling at the hospital uh, dealing with labor. We're good for a couple hours and it gets intense. And I guess she was, this was before the intensity set in. 
Well, she had a black nurse and a non-black nurse and the non-black nurse went to her coworker that was black and was like, I'm really concerned about the lady in whatever room. And maybe you guys have heard this story, but uh, there she was like, I'm concerned about her. I think we need to uh, uh, get a psyche valve on her. And so her coworker, the black nurse, was you know, asking her questions. She was really confused because she said that she had had interaction with this woman and the woman was fine. Like she didn't see any cause for concern. And so um, the lady was telling her that she's she keeps hitting herself in the head. Like she just seems really bothered by something. She just she won't stop hitting herself. And so the lady was like, okay, that just, yeah, that just doesn't seem right. She seemed fine. I don't, there's no cause con for concern. And sh as she continued to ask more questions, she got to what was really going on. Um, so she asked, so is it like this? And she starts patting her head like this. And y'all can see me now because uh, they're on video. But she's patting herself in the head um, and her non-black nurse counterpart said yes she's been doing that i'm talking to her and she keeps doing that and the the black nurse is like that's kind of it's the well i mean i don't think she said this but it's the black girl pat she was the the mom in labor was doing the black girl pat and the black nurse was like we do that when we have braids or when we you know get our hair done because we don't want to scratch it and mess our hair up there's nothing wrong with her except her head is itching and she's just like just patting her head. Wow. But I tell that story because, you know, like when it comes to uh, mental health and and all those issues, a lot of us black people, uh, we don't. Uh, and, you know, and I think we're starting to get more, you know, open up to it. Mm -hmm. But we we shy away from it. We're like, no, that's not for me. But just the fact that there's this lack of understanding, I can see why. Um, because when it comes to the mental health field, we're not always represented. You know, like the professionals are not always representative of who we are. And representation matters. Mm -hmm. But we have to figure out, I think, how to get around that because owning our mental health and, and taking, taking control of that and um, really handling that is important so yep. that we can be our best selves. Right. <laughs> That's my yeah. story. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot to be said about mental health and this is something that they're pushing forward. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, more and more now. Um, but you know, I I I always so I, when I know we have a guest today, and maybe we'll we'll, we'll talk about it then. I don't want to get into it today. Let's see who we have today. Who do we have? Well, with us today? we have <laughs> we have a, a very special lady. Her name is Miss Shermonica Slaughter, and she is a woman of God. She's a mother of three beautiful children. She has an MBA in criminal justice, and she is an 11-year survivor of domestic violence. She's an advocate for survivors of domestic abuse, and she founded the My Journey Within podcast. Mm -hmm. She also founded a nonprofit organization called Help Me Help You, and it's to assist survivors of domestic abuse. 
Furthermore, she is an overcomer of depression and suicide. And so she chose because of that to specialize in mental health. Her motto is love yourself enough so that when love shows up, it won't be a stranger to you. I love that. That is awesome. So without further ado, let's welcome Miss Shermonica Slaughter to the Black Mom Diaries virtual house. Welcome. Come on in. Hi. Welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you so much. I love sitting listening to you guys talk. I was just like, yeah, I'd be that way in the store with my kids. I'm like, I'm going to pay for it, but they're going to open up and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to pay for it, man. Why are you looking at me sideways? <laughs> sideways right? stuff, you think, stuff you think, but you don't say. I'm the wrong person because mm -hmm. I will say it. Like, and I'm not rude or anything, but something just needs to be talked about sometimes. Exactly. Now, my mom is different. My mom would go like, I don't know if y'all Walmart has delis where they can like give you the hot food plate or something mm -hmm. or maybe like that. But yes. she uh -huh. would go get, she maybe get like some popcorn chicken or something and she would walk around and eat it and then just put the bag somewhere. And I noticed my daughter was like, mom, can we go do what grandma did? And I was like, what did grandma do? And I was like, no, no, we can't do that. We cannot yeah. do that. You cannot do that, but that's a little bit too far now. Like, it's just in the bread aisle. In the aisle. I'll be like, Mom. I'll be like, I'm not going to jail. And me and my mother look alike. We look so much alike. Mm. And I went in the store one day and they thought I was hurt. And they was following me around. And I was like, sir, why are you following me? And he was like, ma'am, didn't I tell you don't come in here anymore? And I was like, what is she talking about? It was my mother. He was talking about. Wow. So, yeah. It's interesting being a mother sometimes. It's interesting. It and is. Awesome, right? it is. Thank it you guys is. so much for having me on. I love your dynamic together. You guys just flow <laughs> so well together. Thank you. It's Patricia's fault. I'm going to say it's our fault because I'm not organized at all in my thinking. She keeps it together. Okay. I'm grateful for her. Aww, I'm grateful so for you. Too. We complement each other well. So, yeah. but that's a blessing. That's a blessing. Yeah, it is yeah. for sure. So, so yeah. So tell us about <laughs> tell us about you a little bit. First of all, I always I love everything in your bio. Uh, I'm you. all about um, doing the work so that the work that you want can know and be attracted to you, right? Yeah. Because a lot of the times we want something that we just we're just not ready for, and one of them is something that we don't think we deserve is love yes right yes well let me start by saying i got that quote from jennifer lewis she was on the breakfast club and now it's not her official quote but she was like it's something that she said and i said in my podcast all the time like i always give her the credit like i did not make that up she she mm -hmm. said it and actually she gave me that, that slogan and she gave me the name for my podcast within that whole interview right there so i always give her the credit for it Jennifer Lewis. Who's mm -hmm. she was on there talking about her? I think she was having a new book that it was coming out. She was talking about the last season of Blackish, and she was just kind of um, oh, okay, the mom. okay. Yeah, I'm I love her. The name I didn't get the name with the face. Okay, she just got a star. So, mm -hmm. yeah. and you saw how she kicked her leg. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm like okay, mama. <laughs> yeah. So just just tell us a little bit about you. Just something that's. Like, what do you like to do? What is your, before we get into all the great stuff? Okay. Awesome stuff. Well, my birthday is in September. 
And so uh, I'll be 38. And I thank you. I've just been on this, this, this spiritual healing journey lately. And so I'm getting ready to, to do a fast for the month of August. I'm kind of just really gotten into like Reiki healing and things like that. And my son's going to join me with him. But I am such a homebody. I love being at home and having my house clean. I'm a Virgo. So, you know, I love the clean and everything. And I'm just, I'm in that season right now, my life of just resting and enjoying because my life has always been so chaotic and going and going and coming and this and that. And God has just really been having me and just like resting. So your girl been napping, baby. I love me a nap. Okay. A good nap too. A good nap. <laughs> I was getting ready to say a good nap. A good way. Well, you wake up. That's what type of nap I like. You yes, and so that's pretty much where you're at. I love, like, I love the clean. I love spending time with my kids. Um, my son is a senior this year. He'll be, he'll be. Is it, he's my daughter's in the seventh. My other daughter's in the third grade. And so I'm just enjoying being mom and being in the healthy, you know, mind space and what I have all, you know, been in my younger years. And so I'm just in cooking, trying to teach you how to cook and stuff and everything. And I'm just enjoying this resting because you never know when, when the next thing comes along where you're not resting. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at right now. I felt that. Everything you said, I felt that in my bones that you just Thank said. You. I feel like everybody desires to be in a place of peace and wellness especially mm-hmm. i always say you could have everything but you, my peace you yes mm, you I don't part and when you're a single mother and i'm a single mother and so you know they 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 think that you know oh your life must be so chaotic and at one point in time it was you know raising three kids by myself but as i got healthy and i got my mindset together peace came more easier than when i was so focused on their dads not being there and everything and i was like mm, i'm missing out on all the time I get to have with them. And so mm-hmm. as I just begin to work on myself, I was like, mm-mm. And I, I just hate for a man to be like, you know, I come take care of you and your kids. I don't need you to. I promise you I don't. I don't know why they just think single mothers out here just so old. Hey, all my deals. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, yeah. Well, that's because that's what's been pushed to the forefront. But yeah. again, that's a whole, that's a whole nother beast right there. I want to go back to something you said. We just started. I'm already going back. No, so, come on. Uh, because like I said, um, I, uh, I have a pot, a personal podcast that I have and I do invite guests on. It's called loving yourself to life. Right. Okay. And one of the things that I love, um, it's on, it's on a break right now because Patricia is all, he got all my time tied up right now. So, um, <laughs> So one Guilty. of the things, yeah, well, one of the things I talk, you know, I love is that when you do that work within, everything yeah. on the outside has to change. So if you're chaotic on the inside, your children will be chaotic. Yeah. Right. And how have you seen that with your work on yourself? Oh, wow. I I really started my healing journey. It had been like five years. It was like five years ago. But I just really got serious with it. But, you know, before then, I was so unhealthy and I was so broken as a woman and as a mother and just too busy trying to find a man and and want to have a man in my life that I I neglect a lot of nurturing that my children needed at that time. And I would never be ashamed to admit it. You know, I I wasn't a horrible mother. I just wasn't a nurturing because I had never had it growing up. So I didn't know how to give it. 
and everything. And so, you know, I have three children by three different men. So everyone has their own father. So they're all different in different ways. And they're all like their fathers. As weird as that may be, but they're all like them. And so I, I used to see a lot of traits in their fathers and them, and it would make me angry. And I'll just be angry at my children for no reason. I was like, well, I got to kill this because my children didn't ask to be here, first off, and I shouldn't be taking out on them what their fathers did. So I just, it, it, it was just a lot of anger because I had a lot of anger built up. Mm. Did you find that they were like that too? Did yes. you find like they had some of those, like, uh, oh, you know, yeah. Not, they had traits. They looked like them. It was like I was. I was like I was living in the house with them all over again. <laughs> like oh, y'all look yeah. like them. Yeah. And so, yeah. But it was, I just I had to find peace. Like I truly, truly, and I fought. I have fought so hard for it now. So I don't let anything disturb my peace. You know, I'm not out here. You know, looking for trouble. But you're not gonna come in my life and disturb this peace bubble I brought for me and my children. We fought right. too hard for it. So once I began therapy. And, you know, I have a great relationship with God. I was able to just get that healing and get that release I needed. So now I'm able to look at my children and say, you know, you're Stefan, Kimora, and Riley. You're not your father. You're not your mm -hmm. father. Right. right. So what was that moment for you where you decided, okay, enough is enough. I need to work on, on healing myself. Okay. What's it the was ground about, story? What's the ground story? That? What happened? <laughs> okay. What yeah. happened? It was the five years ago. I was with my last daughter's dad. We were together and we were engaged to be married. You know, he had proposed to me, but it was so toxic. Oh my God. The, you know, the whole relationship me and him had, you know, it was always other women. It was, you know, emotional abuse. He was just, he was toxic. And in a way I was toxic too. And 55 days before the wedding, um, he called it off and he got, finally, he got another woman pregnant. He was with her like the next week. And so it, it just, it broke me. It devastated me because, you know, looking back now, he was my father because I had severe father issues. Come on now. Come each on now. one of my children, yes, each one of my children's dad, they had a little piece of my father, but mm. he was my father. He even looked like him. He acted like wow. him. He treated me like him. And I held on to him for so long through all the toxic stuff. And so when he left and got the other woman pregnant, and it was just like, you know, he replaced me just like that. And as I was sitting, like everyone up to me, friends that I had known for a long time, family members, it was like I was all along. When he left, they left. And it was just me and my kids. I had my pain. I had their pain because they finally thought, well, maybe we was going to get it done. And that's when I, I, I was actually just going to therapy to try to get over him. But then I realized I got to heal my childhood trauma of the sexual abuse I went through, the physical abuse. I, I got to heal all that because it has allowed me to be in the situations I've been in with men and in friendships and, and everything like that. So that's when I said, you know what? I'm going to do this deep healing work. No dating, no men, because I said I want to be right and prepared for when the right one comes along. And God has had me in a place of contentment where I'm, I'm content. If I don't get married, I'm fine. If I do get married, I'm fine and everything. So I am once I began to do all that, I, I, that's when I really began. Like, I had a lot of work. I had a lot of work I had to do. And my healing was not pretty. It was dark. It was deep. But I'm glad I came through because now I got, you know, I have my two daughters and my son. And I can, they don't have to go through what I went through. Because I know my mistakes now and I can try to help them. Even though I can't stop every mistake they're going to make because they have to learn. 
but I can show you, you know, something better because my mindset is different and healthy enough. Wow. That, that's a lot mm-hmm. to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but let's go a little further. When did you realize? When did you realize that you had to stop looking outward? Ooh, okay. So it was maybe about two months after he had left. And I remember I would just take my kids to school because I wasn't working. I would take them to school and just come back and get in the bed and cry and cry and cry. And then he had a habit. He would come over and like argue with me and fuss and fight Mm -hmm. with me. And then he would leave. And then mm-hmm. I was sitting in all of that. And I'm like, you you going on. You're laughing. You're partying. You going on about your business. But I'm over here in this. And I was at home in bed crying. And I was watching Oprah Winfrey's Masterclass. And Tyler Perry was on there. And I mm-hmm. love this episode. I still had a record. I still listen to it. And he started talking about it forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was really great. He talked about forgiveness. And he talked about how he don't argue with the way things are. Like he he never argued with reality, and it, it I, it's like I sat up in my bed, and I was like, "That's it." I was like, you know, he he's not coming back over here anymore. Like I gotta move forward. I gotta heal. And at, from that day right there, he wasn't allowed to come back to my house. I only talked to him when he was trying to get his shot. I put that that boundary up, and I said, "I gotta focus on myself now," and that's what I began to do. And I never looked back. Right. I talked to I a, a lot of people. Oh, go ahead. No, no. no. no I, it's, well, so I, I'm just curious because you said a couple things. You said that okay. the healing process was was not easy. It was dark. It was ugly. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, and also just putting up that boundary that that can be hard. So I I want to know how was that when you put it up? Was he okay with it? Was he, did he resist? And how did you maintain that boundary? That's my first question. Oh, oh he didn't like it at all because he always had access to me. I was mm-hmm. always available. I don't care what woman he was with, what dirt he was doing. When he wanted to come see me and be me, it was, it was like, hey, I'm dropping everything I'm doing. I have left mm-hmm. being on a date with another man to go meet him. Like that's wow. just that kind of hold he had over me and he didn't like it. And so I would, he would be blocked Monday through Friday. And then on Fridays I would unblock him and say, are you coming to get your daughter? If he, and then he, if he didn't want to give me the answer, he was back blocked again. I like, I wow. gave him no access to me at all. He wasn't allowed to even step foot in my door. If he did come to get her, I met him outside. He got his daughter. I came back in the house. Like I shut it down completely. And he won. He wasn't used to that, and so he actually. I had to end up getting a restraining order against him because he um, got into my house one day and he physically attacked me in front of my children. And so mm-hmm. I had he he had he hate to lose that control. He was control. And, I was gonna say yeah. mm-hmm. because he had yeah. lost control of mm-hmm. something that was feeding him energy. Yeah, and he was so used to women running behind him and and, 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 and it was like no. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. That that mm, that leaves me uh almost speechless <laughs> in just that moment of I always say well sometimes you have you have to lose control to gain control not so much of what he was ta- what was going on with him but with you you have to lose yourself in the shadows mm-hmm. in that work in order to go back in and get that little girl and bring her out and say what is it. What is it that you need to do? What is it that I need to do for you 
so that you can smile at me again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, this is is really it's really deep. And you talked about um, your darkness, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like it because it hurts so dang bad. Mm-hmm. Right? It hurt because at some at one point I found myself um, in a d- depressive type of you know within my marriage and. I always tell a lot of people don't like to hear this, but mental health, this is my opinion, but also because I've had some issues with it. I had postpartum depression also mm-hmm. with my, with my daughter, my first, my first one. And then they watch me through each one of my other children. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything, but it was like, I really wanted to, to take her life in order to keep her to myself. That's that was my depression. So it wasn't mm-hmm. so much as separate. It's just that I wanted, you know, that that I didn't want anybody else to do anything else. But when when I talk to people and they say I'm having an anxiety attack or I'm depressed, and I ask them why, and I keep asking them why, and you see keep saying why, it's because they're trying to control something that they can't control. Mm-hmm. So you've given your power to the uncontrollable. So now you're depressed. I have anxiety. But when you take control of your life and your thoughts and your boundaries, yeah, you end up looking like Shamanica. Amen. Mm. Thank you. I tell my daughter that a lot. She's better be 13 in October. Mm-hmm. And I always tell her, you're in control. Don't mm-hmm. let your emotions control you. I, I, my emotions controlled my life for so many years, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to teach them that now. You are in control. I promise. Well, you it's in easier. Yeah. It's right. Like it's it can be easier to allow your emotions to control your life. You don't have to have. You don't have to take responsibility for it. Yeah. Um, and it can be like um, healing can be messy. Or staying in the mess, like it's clearly messy. But if you're used to being in that mess, it might be comfortable for you. And again, you don't have to take any responsibility. And sometimes it, it's it's easier to stay there. As hard as healing is, taking responsibility and taking back that control can be is just really hard. And like you said, like I it, at some point in healing, there is the moment where you know you've started it. So you you've already began the process. You're not quite to the end. You don't know when the end is coming. You're in the middle. And that's, I think, the hardest part. And that's, I think, when people are ready to give up because the beginning you're like, yes, I'm doing this. Um, But in the middle, it's just like I've come too far, but this is really hard. And I just I don't want to do it anymore. What is it that kept you going when you were in the middle? I'm still in the middle. I still am. I really am still in the middle. I have learned that we're always going to be healing from something. We're going to be overcoming something. And I think when we get to the point where we're fully healed is when the day we get up out of here. That We're always just on this journey because you never know which way life is going to, you know, take you and bring you and everything. But you have a decision every day when you wake up. And I wanted to piggyback yeah. off something that you had said. Um, I love TD Jakes. I haven't listened to him in a moment, but I used to, I like his old sermons. I'm talking about like skinny bald head TD Jakes. I <laughs> yeah. like his sermons. Like, like, yeah. 
And you know, nothing against his sermons now, but he have this one sermon. It's a three part series. It's called "Forever the Victim." I don't think so. And he basically mm-hmm. talks about a victim mindset and a victim mentality. And he stays, and I wrote it down. And he was like, you know, especially when it comes to women, he was like, we pray and be like, Lord, send me a man. Lord, send me a husband. And, you know, they will understand my pain and understand what I'm going through. And he was like, that's a victim mentality, a heal mentality. Say, Lord, heal me, deliver me, set me free so I don't be a weight in somebody's life. And we can build this up together. And mm-hmm. I, I had both I had both of those mindsets before. I've had, I've had before and everything. But I am still, I feel like I'm just learning something different every day when it comes to healing. And even with um this journey I'm about to get ready to go on now for these next 30 days, of this healing and this shadow work, I feel like it's going to be even more that I'm, you know, that's going to always seem like it's something else popping up because mm-hmm. I, I did my first healing session like Monday. It was like last Monday. I had a true encounter with God, just a true spiritual encounter. And it, it was just amazing. And it just opened up stuff. I thought that maybe, you know, I was already healed from. And I was like, okay. So I would still say I'm still in the middle of my journey, still going Going okay. It's so many layers to it, like you said. Yeah. And I know not mm-hmm. a lot of not a lot of our listeners. I'm going. I'm going to and let me not say that because then I'm mm-hmm. just thinking about it. But we don't talk about energy healing on this on this on this show a lot. A lot of people may not know about Reiki or or any of those types of things like that. But it is a form of energy healing to um, help you to connect deeply. Um, and yes. pull out those things that that we don't understand that steers our life. There's many types. Um, yes, it is. Um, so uh, that's what it's, it's, it's energy healing because I did another one um, called Theta. I don't oh. know if you've ever heard of that one, but just going into that, that's <laughs> those all need explanations. But we have so many, um, just so, like you said, there's no middle. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely when it's an end, it's really the end of your physical experience. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, I guess but- I think like, I guess I was thinking, you know, in like the, the deepest, darkest moments where you felt like this is just too much, it's too yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. When you got through that storm, um, like what kept you going when you were in that and you just felt like this is too overwhelming and I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do the work to get to the rainbows and the sunshine. Oh my goodness. It's been like you've been in my prayers. <laughs> praying because I have been praying that. I just, I, I just, I take that quiet time and I just spend that time with God. When I'm like, Lord, mm-hmm. this is just because I didn't used to be honest with God in my prayer. I, when I first really gave my life to God, I was one of those people who'd be like, Father God in heaven. And mm-hmm. I, I was one of those people like that. And I'm oh God. So I'm like, that's not how I want you to talk to me. I want right, you to tell yeah. me the truth. So now I'm so open and honest with God about everything. And if I'm going through something, if I'm dealing with something, like, Lord, this is too heavy for me. I need your help. I need some relief. I, I need that. And so I, I pretty much, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll take time myself. I'll get off social media. And, you know, my kids know, hey, mom needs her time alone right now. And I just spend that time, you know, in worship with God until I get the answers that I need or the relief that I need. And he he just fulfilled like a big prayer for me. He blessed me with a wonderful paying job. 
because I had been, I had been, thank you. I had been run behind this other job for like four, almost five years. And they kept rejecting me. They wouldn't hire me. And I was like, God, I don't know what's going on. I got the qualifications. And when I took that time back, this job just fell into my lap and it's better. It's flexible. It's more money. I mean, it, it was just like, every time I went back and look at my prayer with everything on there. So that's what I do when, when I come through a, a horrible, like, I'm like, oh, I ain't gonna make it through this. I'm not gonna make it, I can't make it. And, you know, my son was diagnosed with uh, with epilepsy in 2020. He started having seizures just out the blue, and it was deep, it was dark. I didn't know, I didn't understand what was, I'm like, Lord, I pr I've been praying over my children, even before I even had a true relationship with you, like, what's going on with my son? And I was just crying, I was just giving to what the devil was saying, like, he's gonna die, he's not gonna make him, and everything, and it, it was hard. It was very rough, but I just, once again, I didn't sleep almost like a year because he would have me to sleep. And so I used mm -hmm. to go sit in his room on the floor and I would just cry because I feel like if I, if I was close to him, maybe he wouldn't have one. And, you know, God was just like, you got to trust me and you got to just give him to me. And so, you know, that's what I did. And it was hard because it's hard watching your child have a seizure and you can't do anything yeah. about it, do anything to help. And so I'm, and thank God now he's been four months seizure free. So I, I'm I'm grateful for that. But it's, it's, thank you. Thank you. But that's where I go. I just turn to God. I love mm -hmm. your thank yous, by the way. They feel yes. so genuine. Thank you. They thank are. You. Oh, yeah. It's still good. Thank you. Thank you. It's like that's what you say when you say them. I just love your thank mm -hmm. you. Anyway. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I used to be a counselor. I'm like a cat. I've had many lives. I was a counselor a long time ago. And Sorry. it's so interesting because I think that <laughs> your laugh thing got me. I know I'm not even a cat person, but yes, I call myself, I use, because I've had so many different lives. Um, and it, yeah, so I was a, a counselor in one of my many lives and it's so interesting because I, I, I believe I don't, I can't think of a specific situation where my family made me feel like it wasn't okay. But well, I mean, my dad was like, why do you want to be a social worker and help people that nobody, nobody wants, nobody wants your help, really. And you're just going to be poor. <laughs> oh, God rest his soul. Um, but yeah, like he, he, so that may be that, but I, I feel like my family, there was this unspoken thing where everything that happens in this family stays in the family. All the issues that we have, we keep it in the family. We deal with it and nobody on the outside can help us. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know if that was your experience coming from, you know, your family, but, um, and you know, like I had mentioned in my story before, like representation and mental health matters because I think if, if we don't have that representation, we can be mis misdiagnosed or we might, it might affect us negatively. So I get how a lot of us feel like that we have to keep it in the family, but also it is important to take responsibility for our mental health so that we can become better healed whole people. Um, so where was like, how was that for you um, when you, cause you said that a part of your healing was, um, starting in counseling and getting that assistance how was that for you 
Like, did you have that issue? Did you have that issue where there was like this thing where your family was like, we don't get help from the outside? Oh my goodness. Most definitely. Yes. I was one of those people where it was like, black people don't go to therapy. All my life, I said that black people go to therapy. And now I'm a huge advocate for therapy. Please go. I'm like, if nothing's going on in your life, go to therapy. If everything's going on, go to therapy. Please go. I have have all my children in therapy. They've been through before. Like, please go. But yes, I had a very, very traumatic childhood. Both my mother and my father were drug addicts. And, you know, we experienced physical abuse and sexual abuse and emotional abuse. And, you know, my father would come and go. You know, he was with my mom with another woman, this woman, that woman. And, you know, he would leave us alone with her. And she would just go on binges for days and leave us alone. She was kidnapped twice. When we was younger, uh, we we stayed running from different shelters and moving different places. And, and, you know, she was very physically abused. She would put us out the house and we'd have to sleep on the porch and we'd have to sleep in dumpsters and any place where we can just get somewhere warm until she got done getting high or whenever the person would leave and then we'd able to come back in. You know, we went with no food and no lights and no water or anything. It was very, very. And I, I had to overcome all that because. Whenever my children would go somewhere, my first question was, have you eat? Did you eat? You're not hungry. You're not starving. Because that was my fear. Because I went to bed hungry and starving many nights. Or school was the only place I could get something to eat from. Because we didn't have any food at home to eat. So I, I just had to overcome all of that. The physical side, the emotional side, you know, the mother wound, the father wound, and everything. And then, you know, I was I was the darkest of my sisters. They were all light-skinned. So, you know, they teased me horribly. Oh, you know, you're black, you got slave hair, you're this, you're that. So I had a colorism problem. I did not like light-skinned women. I thought they all were the same. And, you know, because I was just different. And, you know, I was always on the outside when it came to the three of them. And so it was a lot that I realized that my therapist said to me when I I first came in there, she was like, you would not come in here with a mask on. You're going to be honest in here. And she was like, right now, you walking around with graves. And I was like, excuse me? And she was like, everything that's happening to you, you buried it. And it's a grave. And it's attached to you everywhere you go. So I want you to put that visual picture in your head of just graves of the hurt, the mom, dad, all this. All that's on you right now while you're walking around thinking you're okay in life. And we got to dig these graves up and heal you. You... You just did uh, an exercise that I like to do when people talk to me. No, I'm not a counselor. I thought about it one day, but you just connected to dot, connected the dots. Yeah. So when, if, and, and I'm talking to the audience, if you find that you are facing the same problem over and over again, or why do I keep attracting this type of man? Why do I keep, because she, we're going to, let me use Shamanica as a, as an example, she went back. She said her mom and her dad wasn't abusive. Dot number one, because that's the first imprint in your life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't like it, but this was comfortable because you already knew it. You mm-hmm. just grew. It was just so comfortable. So guess what? What do we like to feel? Comfortable and familiar. And familiar. Mm-hmm. So as she got older, she just kept. Those dots just kept being connected onto her relationship. Yeah, Guess exactly. what drew it? Being comfortable. Because you learned how to thrive in that situation. So guess what? Even though it was so un- it was comfortable, it was uncomfortable, but now I want it to stop. So how do I get it to stop? 
Hansel and Gretel, you just left breadcrumbs back to how to get it to stop. That was great. Right? I know. I she should I totally, she, she should <laughs> totally be a counselor. She should be one. I had to do the work. I get what yeah. you're saying. When you say that I had abandonment issues and, and I'm, I'm very free with this. And, you know, I love my husband. We are still together today, but he showed me why I had abandonment issues because he started it again. And I'm like, I'm not about to be 20 years married going through this. I had to go all the way back to when my mom left me at two months old. And when I did Theta Healing, she said, that didn't start when you were two months old. You knew in the womb that your mom was going to give you to your aunt. Wow. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So, wow. Yes. So that's why it's so, people really should understand out there of how much you're, they don't understand how much going back. They hate the word because people bring in shadow work, but it's still the same thing. The things that you have buried, the graves that you, that's shadow. Stuff that you fail to see, F- fail to, you know, but that's presenting itself in your life that want you to live. You always want you to win. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, you have a counselor. Huh? Right? Oh, She's so sure? gifted. Are this girl sure? has so many gifts. She's got so many gifts. I and this is just one of those. I don't think I need a, I don't think I, I hate school. So I don't think I need a certificate. I got the receipts with my life. That's how I feel. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that's amazing what you said about your husband, because I, I've been listening to Miles Monroe lately, the great, the late, great Miles Monroe. And he said marriage exposed everything you went oh, through, like through your single, like through your single stages. It will expose it. Mm-hmm. And I was a clingy woman. I was like, oh, you're going to stay in my life and I'm begging you to be here because I had abandonment, codependent issues, all of that. All of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm here. I'm begging you to stay because I got so used to being abandoned. I don't want to be abandoned anymore. So I was like, yeah, and I, I'm so grateful. I have forgiven him for everything that's happened. But I thank God every day that I did not marry him because where my life is and where his life is, the marriage wouldn't have lasted anyway, especially the paths mm-hmm. that, you know, that we're going on. And it's even sometimes I just wake up by my seat and be like, oh, thank you, God, I ain't married him and go back to sleep. He had greater for you. So the network so- too. I did one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. Another thing is because they pulled us away from our communities. That's another reason why therapy is so needed. And then we stop talking to each other because we don't want anybody to judge us. And we want to look like what we perceive ourselves to be on the outside. That's a hard, people don't want to do the work because you don't want to face yourself. Yeah. Yes, it's right? a lot of responsibility on the other side of healing because you can't use that mindset anymore. Once you're healed from it, you can't fall back on it. Go back. I've been yeah. years saying, but my mom left me and my dad left me, so I no, got every yeah. right to be this way. I didn't want to do any healing. I didn't want right. to do it. And people think that it's just peace. I mean, you know, they just think it's like, oh, you sitting by the beach and meditate. No, that's not peace and it's it. a lot. It is a lie. It may be cute for TikTok and you post so cute, but real true healing, oh, it's going to cut you open. 
it's it's, you know, um, yeah. it's gonna bleed the old you i like the old shamanka and who i am now you know we used to fight a lot because she wanted to stay being a victim she wanted to stay mm -hmm. blaming everybody and not take responsibility but i'm like it's so much better and that's why i try to teach the women with domestic violence it is life after it because i'm an example I, i've been through abuse relationship it's life afterwards and it's so much better but you gotta keep going right mm -hmm. you do and abusive and like i said you were comfortable in that abuse yeah. that was that mm -hmm. wasn't that was a lot of abuse going on. That wasn't just physical, it was mental. It was also spiritual because you don't yeah. know in that time you're attacked spiritually. Like, mm -hmm. oh, is God real? Is he really allowing this? Mm -hmm. Right. You yeah. go to church every day, but then he come home and, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, every level. So right. awesome to you. I Like I said, Thank learning. And then I, what I also, and I'm going to just put this out there. What I really do love is that you have your relationship with God, but you have explored the other avenues of healing. Yes. That is, that's not easy to do. Yeah, yeah especially you know. in the church. You know, they all yes. like, just pray to yes. God. Just pray yes. to God everything. But I'm like, hey, God made therapists. He made yes. therapists. So he put yes. them here for us. Like, I'm going right. to go to my therapist. I'm going to yeah. go. And so, you know, I mean, I've, yeah. I've come across that a lot. You know, people think a lot of stuff is, oh, that's witchcraft, this, that. And I'm like, oh, I have a, I have a deep relationship with God. Holy Spirit. If something ain't right for me, he'll let me know. He don't got no problems mm -hmm. off to me. I promise you he don't yeah. at all, period. And so I just, I leave it at that. I tend to just take my mind off what other people think. And I've right. learned to just say, hey, what do I want to do? And what do I like? And it has been working wonders for me. You know, I have my son. They have like Reiki for epilepsy. People, I have him to listen to. And so it's just, I mean, I like peace. I want right. to sit in my house and, and, in my bra and in my room. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I want to eat me some chips and salsa. And I just want to be at peace. At I, the I end of the day, you lay down with you, you get up with you. I like it. Right. You lay down with you. And you, you don't have to you. answer to anybody else at the end of your life. Nope, and nope. I think that, you know, like God is such a, he's so creative. So yeah. you, not one thing, there's not just one thing that works for everything. There's not just one answer that works for everything. And like you said, I mean, maybe my healing will be all be, you know, through God and he just does all the healing and I don't need a counselor, but there's somebody over here that maybe needs to have counseling and, we just need to support that everybody has a different journey and, you know, just support and, and, and let it go and don't put your two cents in unless you really feel it or, you know, like you can put your two cents in, but at the end of the day, I'm going to make my own decisions. And just because you gave me your opinion does not mean that I'm going to take it and run with it. You know, sometimes your opinion is welcome and sometimes your opinion is not welcome. Mm -hmm. But my life is my life and my journey is my journey. And how you got there may not be how I'm going to get there. So, yeah. And I'm all for therapy. Um, like mm -hmm. you said, like you you have your kids in therapy. I want my kids in therapy. And just because there's like not an issue does not mean that I my my family and I don't need to be in therapy and have that additional help. Um, so how, because you, you've talked about it a little bit, you have a podcast yeah. and you have a nonprofit mm -hmm. and this is, um, 
these are two different ways for you to advocate for women that have been through uh, domestic violence. Like how I'm guessing that addressing mental health issues and, and working on uh, healing um, trauma, past traumas is at the, the center of, of the yeah. advocacy work that you do. So talk to us about that. Okay. Um, you want to know about my podcast or the nonprofit or both? both Let's look, well, yes, yeah, start with one and then go to the next mm -hmm. one. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well my, my podcast is, is a little bit older than my nonprofit. I started it the first day that, that COVID really happened and it had shut my job down. And you know, of course they was like, well, you'll be back there working two weeks. And literally, you know, here we are two years later. But I was like, what? I'm like, what am I going to do? And I had been kind of just started listening to the podcast. And I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. And so that's when I just went on the search and like, what's the name going to be? And as I said, I came across the interview with Jennifer Lewis. So she said the journey within, but then, you know, I felt my journey because, you know, it's my journey and everything. So basically I just talk about my journey of things I've been through. You know, I talk about my childhood, my teenage years. I talk about being a single mother. Uh, you know, a single woman, you know, I tried to get back out there and date it and it was horrible. Oh my God. You got, you girls are lucky you married. I mean, you're lucky you married. And I just talk about, you know, my mental health um, things I've overcome, you know, depression. I tried to commit suicide three different times, you know, throughout my life. Thank God I'm still here. You know, I talk about, you know, things with my children and I just, I, I, I pour myself out there and I, I'm on the break right now. I took a break for the summer. Because me and my kids, we call it, you know, uh, I call it the summer of growth. And so we just would kind of, we just spent the whole summer together and just, you know, doing things I just took a break from. And so um, I was going to start back in August, but since I'm ready to get ready to do this third day thing, I'm going to start back up for my birthday in September. I start back up then, but that's pretty much what it's about. I'm on all major platforms and I just try to be real and open and honest on there about everything. Like, hey, I went through this and if you're going through it, you can get over it too. I promise you can get past it. So that's pretty much where I'm at with the podcast. And then with my nonprofit, it's she's over a year old. Help me help you. But she was prophesied to me like in 2019. But I ran from it. I was like, I don't want to do this work. I don't, I don't want to, I didn't want to do anything domestic, but I was like, it happened to me. I'm done with it. But it kept coming across my path. And I was like, okay, it's meant for me to get out here and share my story and help these women. And so um, the, the basis of my um, nonprofit is, is therapy. Like if you wanna come through my nonprofit, you're gonna have to get there. But like I have resources to help you find an apartment, to help you find a job. But if I do not help you heal and change your mindset, all you're gonna do is go back to the abuser or you're gonna meet the next man who's gonna abuse you. So let's focus on you. Now, you know, I do have some women that this has not came through my nonprofit that I talk to because a lot of times they just need someone to talk to. But the basis of when you're ready, you know, let's get you some therapy. Let's get you the help that you need so you can have a better life after this. That's awesome. Yeah. That last that piece you nice. said, some people just need somebody to talk to is why we, you know, we created Honest Chats, which we're working on because the value of just being able to exchange vocal energy. Yes. <laughs> and like I didn't that. have that. I didn't have you that. Know? When I was in my situation, I didn't have anyone to talk to and lean on. It was mm -hmm. always, girl, you stupid. Girl, you dumb. I would have been left him if he did this, he did that. 
And I didn't need that at the time. Yes, you know, it was true, but I didn't need that. So I just needed someone to talk to. And when you're ready to go, you'll go. Trust me. You know, when you're ready to get up out of there, you will. And so that's why I don't ever turn anyone away. Like, you just need to talk. Okay, let's talk. I'm here because I know how to take all that and dump it out and give it back to God and I hold on. Mm-hmm. Do you work and just the, or do you have a team? I, I apologize. It's just me. It's just me right now. So I see that team coming around you. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. I do. It's yeah. coming. They're, they're they, coming. They been, you, you, you've been out there. They're coming because you. Thank that's you. not the only thing that you're. Okay, let me not go get into that. Let's go. <laughs> I <like> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well, I, well, I want to just say that, a pastor, right? Yes, right? She, a prophet, prophet and everything. <laughs> I go. just want to say that um, I I like, like LaTanya said, that the fact that you offer that as an option, somebody to talk to with no pressure, because I have, um, I've worked with women that have been in those situations before. And I personally know people that have been in, uh, situations of domestic violence. And there's a lot of judgment, like you said, where you, you tried to reach out to people and they were like, well, you need to do this. You need to do that. And there's so much power in just keep zipping your lip. And listening, like being that ear for somebody, being that person. And like you said, when they're ready, they will get out of the situation. And there's really um, one of the people that um, I knew personally that was in a in a, a situation like that. She made a comment and I will never forget that. She was like, if you've never been in a situation, you don't know. So you can tell me a thousand times you need to leave, but you don't know what it's like. Like you are not in my shoes. So you can tell me all these things that you would do, but until you, you really don't know walk, that. Yeah. You will never know. And I, I had to, and it, it's crazy as a sound. I was like, I because I've seen my mother being abused in my mind. I was like, I'm never gonna give no man that put his hands on me. And every man I've been with had had put their hands on me. And I was like, okay. Okay. So I'm I learned to say, don't ever say what you won't go through or what you won't deal with. Because I guarantee mm-hmm. you, life will have a way of making it come on back around to you. <laughs> so I don't put my mouth on anybody because mm-hmm. I, I know for a fact. Also, you telling somebody that's in a, in that mental state that, girl, you got to leave. Actually, that appeals to the trauma. It does. If you, you ain't offering me a place to stay, you ain't saying, hey, you and right. the kids come stay with me. I help y'all stay safe. No, you just saying go. But see, right. in my situation, right. he didn't work. That's how messed up and broken mm-hmm. I was. I was the breadwinner. So he, you know, even if he he did, you know, he left, it wasn't gonna phase me because I was making the money. You know, he was yeah. at home and everything. So I was just like, who's oh, Lord? <laughs> it just made 12 years uh this month. Uh, for me, yeah. Congratulations! That's awesome. That's that's really big, though. We don't want to skip past that. Thank I know. You. That's awesome, right there. We need to get some sound effects or something. So, <laughs> some names or some girl dance or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we be our own sound effects, girl. Yes. Hey. All right. We, we did it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, what would you say to, um, if there is somebody out there listening to this podcast, what's something that you would say? Cause you seem like you have this, um, gift of encouragement. Thank what you. is something that you would say just to, to give them that encouragement right now, if they're in that situation? Thank you so much for that. You know, that is one of my gifts from God, encouragement. I don't say a lot of people respond to it well, but hey, I love encouraging. I I would always say, just look at you. And a lot of times when I talk, do talk to the women, I tend to try to get off of what they're, and onto you. Because when you begin to focus on you, you will be like, well, maybe I don't deserve this. I mean, you know, it's just to focus on you. So I would always, to anyone who's listening, Look at yourself. You know, turn around, look at and look at you. I promise you, you'll begin to find the answers that you need. And it all starts with just loving yourself. It took me so long to learn how to love myself and accept myself and be okay with who I am. You know, as Shaman, instead of who you want me to be. And so I always start with love. I leave with everything with love because I feel like you just you just can't go wrong with it. So I would just say, learn to love yourself. Because if I would have been a whole and healed woman, I would have never went through all the things if I knew who I was. And you just, you've got to know who you are. And that's my main thing. And that's why I'm teaching my daughters. And that's why I'm teaching my son. Like, just know who you are and, and love who you are. Love yourself. You don't have to be in a relationship. You don't have to be with someone to, you know, love yourself. And then, you know, if that's the, the route God has for you, then, hey, y'all love each other. But I'm, I just started off with love. And that's what I tend to do, with, you know, with these women, with anyone that I'm talking to. You know, what do you want? How do you feel? Why do you think you deserve that? You know, why are you putting up? I make it about you. And that's hard. I think it's so much easier to look out at yes. other people than to turn you. around and look at yourself. So but thank you for that. If somebody wants to reach out to you, like if they want to have a conversation with you or they want to um, go to you because they need your assistance, okay. how can they connect with you? Let me go on okay. right there. Well, I'm, okay. I am on, I'm on social media. And uh, I'm on Facebook at Shermonica Slaughter. My inbox is open 24-7. I never close it down. Like you can inbox me. I'm on Instagram as well. I'm on my, my kids got me on TikTok. They got me on TikTok, but my I'm on there. Um, I have two email addresses. I have a personal one, and then the one that if you want to reach out to me is my journey within podcast at yahoo.com. You can reach out to me on there. And just you know, feel free. I am open. I'm here to listen. I'm here, I'm here not to judge you. I'm here to help you through this journey, you know, help, help you understand what you're going through. Please, no, please reach out. That's, that's all I say. And I hope to work with some men one day because, you know, men can be victims of domestic violence, too. But, you know, I, I know that that's another story, another topic. But I'm hoping that, you know, I can work with some men one day. Mm -hmm. Look, mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 you know, you hear that feminine energy type of thing and they. They get the wrong, it's the wrong thing when you think about it. You know what I'm saying? But that's something that I, hey, I I agree with you. I agree right there. <laughs> totally. And if, if you and want to, 
Mm-hmm. Are you on Matchmaker? What's that? Oh, okay. You got to get on there. Okay. All yes, right. we'll you talk, do. We'll you do. We'll talk later. But yeah, so we'll and we'll have um, that information available to anybody well, if you um, want to, for I the can, podcast. I can email, like all my my stuff, I can just email it to you, so you can just better have it written down. Yeah, I can for sure. You guys all mm-hmm. For sure. I yeah. have enjoyed being over here with you, ladies. Like I love your talk. I love your flow. Like I love. Thank you. <laughs> when I get started back up and get things going, I would love to have you ladies on. Okay. Hey, we're hey, we're open. We hey. are down, down for it. Well, thank you so much for being on the Black Mom Diaries as a guest and just sharing your heart with us and sharing your story. And yeah, this has been this has been great for me. And I I always like to I always feel um like it was worth it if I'm able to take something away from the conversation. And I definitely feel like I am able to take something away from this conversation. So I just want to say thank you so much for oh my god, for you're giving. so welcome. Thank you both too. I, I learned a lot as well. And you know, I don't know what you guys' lineup look like, but you know. Domestic Violence Month is October. Awareness Month is October. And, you know, if you guys are open, I would love to come back on and fully share my domestic violence story. If you know, if you have any time slots available, then you could just let me know since that is the month. Okay. All right. Yeah, we can can chat more about that. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to us today. We know you could be anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with us listening to uh, Latanya and I chomp it up. And then uh, our guest, Mr. Monica Slaughter and all the gems that she brought and wisdom and everything. And, you know, if you want to connect with us, you know how to do that. Get social with us. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram or YouTube now. Uh, Look for us at Black Mom diaries and if you want to you want to email us because you have some some constructive criticism be constructive about it don't just criticize to criticize um or if you want you know you want to hear uh you have a show idea you want to share it with us we want to hear from you so reach out to us blackmomdiaries at gmail.com and latanya mentioned it earlier if you just want to chat uh, we have honest chats coming up. And if you want more information about that, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter, honest chats, search for mm-hmm. us there and our swag shop, it's black open. mom diaries swag bag. Yeah. It's if you want to shop black mom diaries, the swag. Shirt is amazing. The cups are amazing. I have it. Your coffee yes. tastes better with you. <laughs> it tastes so much better. Oh, when I you love me black coffee. Mom you have to give me a like. coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do because it keeps it, it still keeps it warm. The enamel one. Oh my god. Yes, oh, okay. I, love I love it. I have one. like three, but yeah. So <laughs> check out shop.blackmomdiaries.com and you can get your Black Mom Diaries swag there. And anything else, Latanya? Am I you know, missing Patricia, anything? I never did ask you permission about this, but maybe I'll talk about you know about the book book. I don't know. Do, am I? Can I mention the the podcast? Yeah, I can. I just yeah, want I to tell everybody. You know, I'm I'm for the children. I'm always for the children, and um, that's that's our greatest asset. 
don't let nobody fool you. They're after them. I'm just trying to tell you, you know, but one thing that we've created, my children and I, um, is um, it's called Story Being Giant, where my children read stories um, to children on the podcast. Well, I believe that it creates a certain comfortable atmosphere for children to learn how to love their voice at an early age and to explore their creativity. So if you have a chance, we would love for you to subscribe to Story Being Giant. Um, that is the name of it. And um, I will be, we, we got some good things that's going to be coming down the pipeline. Um, some programs that I want to bring out. Um, I'm always working with the Black Mom Diary um, mm -hmm. crew because I feel like, you know, if anybody has, and I'm not going to get too long-winded, but our, our children need to understand how important their creativity is to loving themselves and to not falling into certain situations because most of the time it's because we don't have a creative outlet yeah. that we just lead these you know these holes these rabbit holes that we try to go down and so we find mm -hmm. it everywhere else but please listen to story being giant it is active and um you can always send me a message also at graceguidance at gmail.com if you have any questions about great. that that's mm -hmm. great okay we just have all the things so yes and story being giant her her one of her sons he says story being giant and i yeah, can't say it nearly as cute yeah, or as he cool as he does but he i love it before so I yes. was like, I gotta keep this. <laughs> yes, I love it. And my kids love it, especially my daughter. And she, when she first heard it, she was like, it was just like, that's Grayson. <laughs> yeah, that's Aww. Grayson. So, <laughs> yeah, so it you guys check so it out. It, yeah, it, she would love it. Yeah, <laughs> that you guys check it out. They have some great stories. My kids love it. Like I said, especially my daughter, she loves it. She loves um, hearing stories told by other young people. So you guys check it out. And until next time, I am Patricia. And I am LaTanya. Thank y'all so much for listening to the Black Mom Diaries. We love you guys.